Hello and welcome to another episode of the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer, what am I reading this week? This week I've got SpongeBob Comics number 85 from United Plankton Pictures. First of all, R.I.P. Steven Hillenberg. As of this podcast, the creator of SpongeBob has passed away. Sorry to hear that. But let's take a moment to think about his creation, SpongeBob SquarePants, and how it has touched the lives of many throughout the world. R.I.P. In this episode of the podcast, I'm reviewing the final SpongeBob comic. Now, it had already been planned to end several months ago. Comics are published and planned months in advance. SpongeBob comics were first independently published, but then Bongo Comics for the last several years has been publishing it, along with along with Simpsons comics and the like. Well, it was revealed a few months ago that after 25 years, the Simpsons comics would end at issue number 245, and along with it, Spongebob Comics, and this is it, issue 85. I picked up the rarer newsstand edition. Most comics are now published uh, through the direct market, which is a comic shop, but there are still some newsstands here and there with some comics on the shelves. Those are the more rare collectible versions. So that's what I got. The cover is a fun wraparound cover. SpongeBob and Patrick running gleefully through Bikini Bottom with all manner of ghouls and ghosts covering their ears in torment. Patrick and SpongeBob are running with noisemakers and tambourines and such and a hilarious expression that they're screaming their little hearts out. There's a blurb at the top, what horrors haunt the deep and terrifying tales of underwater idiocy. This comic is great because for the low price of $3.99, you get five different stories by different creators. The first story is The Creature from the Goo Lagoon by Graham Annabelle, lettering by Rob Lay. Sandy Cheeks is working on her latest contraption, but isn't able to get it functioning. So Patrick and SpongeBob invite her to Goo Lagoon to get her mind off of things. They meet the creature from the Goo Lagoon and shenanigans ensue. It's a fun story. The art is not on model to the classic SpongeBob comics. It has its own style. Annabelle is using a sort of chalky outline to everything. It makes everything sort of fuzzy-edged, which is interesting. Expressions are a little more hmm, cartoonier than the usual SpongeBob comics. Again, it's off-model. It's not a bad thing, but it's uniquely Graham Annabelle. Panel layout is interesting because uh, contrasting with the soft, fuzzy edges of everything in the panel, the edges of the panels are a very stark black contrast. There are several wide shots or square panels. There's a good sense of timing and space 
and I still never got it. They're underwater, but yet they go to a beach underwater, and then they dive into the lake or the lagoon, which is deeper underwater. So water inside of water doesn't make sense. It's a cartoon. Don't worry about it. The colorization is very nice. There's a lot of gradations and just beautiful tones of the blue, the briny deep, and then green tones when they get to like a sort of a seaweed forest. The art is cute. The story is gentle. And there's a great resolution that ties back to the beginning of the comic. The second story is Sponge Funnies by James Kolchaka, lettering Rob Lay. This is just a quick eight panel story where SpongeBob is urging Patrick to explore the caves of mystery, which happen to be his nostrils, left or right. Take your pick. Get it? It's a nose picking joke. And then it's over. The art style of this strip is extremely simplified in Kochalka's style. Extremely off-model. Almost stick figures and such. Pretty interesting. Next up, a little longer story. Dutch Man Went Down to Bikini Bottom. It's a uh, takeoff on The Devil Went Down to Georgia. This is story and layout, Derek Drymon. Pencils and inks, Jacob Chabot, who also did the cover. Color, Mike DeVito, and lettering, Rob Lay. This is much more on model to the, um, to the cartoons. It looks like uh, cells straight from the cartoon. Really high quality. Not that the previous stories were not. Drymon did an excellent job of capturing the style of the of the cartoons of the animation and panel layout is really interesting so basically squidward makes a deal with the flying dutchman uh, to be able to play the clarinet amazingly at mr crab's halloween party in exchange for him working for all eternity on his ship squidward takes the deal because he can't stand squilliam getting the spotlight well, as he plays beautifully, the panels change to a sort of uh, curved style, like a music flowing. Pretty interesting. There's a whole page where there are no borders, no, no comic panels. It just really busts out and the music flows everywhere. Really nice to look at. Great colorization, expressions. It's funny, and there's a sort of a twist at the end. Next up is Long in the Teeth by Bob Flynn. Ultra cute and cartoony SpongeBob visits Club Vamp, Halloween party, vampires only, must be over 100 to enter. Well, he convinces the bouncer to let him in, and he, in he comes in and enjoys a party. Everyone's basically an old, decrepit vampire, and he's having a time of his life, until he orders a pizza and gets a bunch of garlic knots. Oops. And lastly is a pretty interesting um, one-page strip, Flotsam and Jetsam, Ocean Facts, The Midnight Zone, by Maris Wicks. Uh, no SpongeBob characters are in this strip. It's a very educational comic about um, the ocean facts. There's a vertical chart showing the various zones of the ocean. There's the sunlight zone, which is the epipelagic, and the twilight zone, 200 meters below water, the mesopelagic, 
under a thousand meters is the midnight zone or the bathypelagic. Under 4,000 meters is the abyssal zone or the abyssopelagic. And down, way down in the 11,000 meter range, we've got the hadal zone or the hadopelagic. Well, now that you've been educated, the comic strip shows you a variety of critters down in the deeps, such as the cone-headed amphipod, the barbled dragonfish, and such, and how they live there and interact. Uh, the drawings are cute. For example, this little anglerfish with its little teeth and uh, bioluminescent stalk looks really cute as it's about to chomp on another fish. There's a battle between the, a giant squid and a sperm whale that looks cute. So it's a little funny educational thing. And then the comic ends. I was surprised there was no sort of like farewell letter or editorial or anything about it. Technically, the announcement was that Spongebob Comics is taking an extended hiatus, as opposed to the Simpsons comic, which, to my knowledge, made it sound like it did end. So Spongebob Comics might return in some other capacity, from Bongo Comics, or go back to being independent. Who knows? But for a couple of generations of children, Spongebob and friends have been captivating hearts, whether on TV or in the comics. If you get a chance to pick up the so-called final issue, I recommend you do. This week I read Spongebob Comics number 85 from United Plankton Pictures slash Bongo Comics. And this has been the weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club. See you next week.